So wait, the rabid Wolverines were tearing out his throat? That, yeah. Is that what they Yeah, that's that's, that's what I said. Here? Okay, that explains why he's not on the podcast, because if the rabid Wolverines had like and, attached themselves to his genitals or something. Uh, well, no, no, no. There was there was one rogue Wolverine. Uh, okay. Well, I mean if it's if it's his throat, it's I understand why he's not here. But otherwise he's he's gone with worse going on with him. So I don't know. Well, uh, anyway, uh, this is the uh, Gimme 5 Podcast, episode 259, brought to you by the Gimme 5 Podcast patrons. Check out our check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gimme5 is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show. I almost said semi-arousing show. It's fully well, arousing. I'm fully aroused, actually. Yeah. About uh, a very entertaining things. Uh, this is uh, where we talk about movies and stuff. And because it is October, a lot of the things we see are going to be a little spooky. A little bit of action yeah, this time. Yeah, there's, there's a couple I think we should try and do for next week. I'm, I'm looking at that Midnight Club thinking I really want to watch that. Oh, I'm so excited about that. I'm I'm annoyed that I haven't had a chance to watch it. And then there I was there was another uh, another movie that came. Oh, Miss, Mr. Harrigan's phone looks like it's a uh, suspense kind of horror slash thriller thing. There's another thing coming out too. The uh, uh, Cursed Friends looks good as well. Okay, so maybe we'll do a uh, and then there's that block, that block, last blockbuster show is coming up soon as well. And I, well, let's let's get into that. We'll talk about that momentarily. We'll do it on the air. People can actually like see how everything is cooked. You know how the sausage is made, which is never what you want to do. But anyway, um, you guys out there may be listening to this first time. We're like, what the hell are these idiots doing? Uh, anyway, we review stuff. We talk about pop culture. We talk about Florida. Uh, and who are we? Uh, my name is the Chatterer, and I am joined by Saucy Jack. Saucy. Uh, Pinhead is not here this evening uh, because he is busy. Tearing your soul apart. We'll tear your soul apart. And because he's a bitch. Something like that. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about the updated Hellraiser show on Hulu. The 2022 Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Last Seen Alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something I didn't copy up. What was it? Um... At least, oh, uh, uh, my best friend's exorcism. We're gonna talk about. I actually did not see either one of those, so I, I'm curious to to find out how they were. Oh, okay, well, I will uh, have that conversation. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know the deal. This is a review show. We're gonna review stuff. Probably gonna spoil some things. So if we do happen to be talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, that you want to see, read, or listen to. Yes, I did that on purpose. You might want to come back. Put it on pause. Go check it out. Come back. See what we had to say about it, because we're probably going to talk shit about it. Maybe good shit. Uh, Right around here, we do news. Um, The only real news I saw was that uh, 
we saw the Blade movie uh, lost its director about a week or two ago. And yeah, and and I I mean I'm hoping maybe you got you got a little bit more information on it, but because it sounds like Blade isn't the only thing that's being delayed. It sounds like they're delaying a lot of things. Is that true? Uh, I haven't seen too much. Um, I you know to be honest, I the that comic book page on Facebook and the comic book website that goes along with it. It is so clickbaity that I've decided that I'm going to stop paying any attention to it. Ah. Because it'll be like, you know, Marvel fans are freaking out about this. And it's every single thing. No one is freaking about anything ever. Literally no one has ever freaked out about anything. It, it pop culture. Like about anything time... that they've ever talked about. Yeah. I mean, like, when I see Think Freaking Out, I think, like, the Beatles getting here for the first time and, like, you know, like, every 15-year-old girl, like, mm-hmm. having mutually exclusive orgasms in the state, in the, the fan thing. Like, that's freaking out. Marvel like, fans that's... are freaking out. Click our story. Yes, they decided to change the dots on Thor's costume from gold to silver. Yeah, right? Like, that's, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Or, like, when someone will, funny will do, like, will add, like, something funny, like a Star Wars reference in a Marvel thing. And so it would be like, does this confirm that they're in the same universe? No, it doesn't. It confirms that the director is a fan of Star Wars. That's it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Exactly. So that is one of those things where I... So I don't know too much about it because I'm avoiding any clickbaity stuff Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Um, And I think all of you guys out there should as well. Um, We should... Because it's annoying and stupid. But anyway... um, this one is not a clickbait detail, because I do actually like the IO9 page, because they don't do that as much. Uh, so um, the original director, uh, Basim Tariq, he okay. quietly ent- he exited the production two weeks ago, so that, of course, is, they haven't figured out who is going to pick, who's going to be next. I'm assuming he had something else to deal with or something, or, uh, or was it? Probably... Um, Oh, no, it was scheduling conflicts. Yeah, it was no, actually, like, nothing crazy. Okay. I mean, I always wonder, like, if that's a dream project and how you'd get the scheduling conflict. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I... A Marvel movie would be a dream project if I was a director. But um, it's got a great cast. You know, it's got Mahershala Ali, which looks awesome. I'm kind of wondering which direction I want them to go with it. Do I want them to go more horror and pick, like, a, a horror director? Or do I, like, I love the really sleek editing and everything of the original blade movie mm-hmm. and like the music the the way the way they like whenever he would get done like killing someone he would kind of like almost look at the camera and the camera would like pause on him as like his as he would get into like a little bit of a pose like it was just cool mm-hmm. um so i just kind of wonder what they're gonna which direction they're gonna go and i've heard some some rumors actually this might be completely off but that it's actually going to be uh set in a different time period is like than current modern day Marvel stuff. Oh, really? And you know he's a vampire, so he could technically look exactly the same now, and they can do like blade throughout the years. And right. It wouldn't matter. Futuristic, but, right? Blade twenty ninety nine. Blade like, you know, blade in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't turned yet. He wasn't turned till the seventies. I mean, they can change whatever they want, but. Either way, um, so that did get delayed. It um, was supposed to be November 2023, but they are not sure when that's going to be now. So, 
that's the only big news I saw. Yeah, well, well I mean, we've we've been on a uh, news hiatus because everything around here has pretty much been uh, Hurricane Ian coverage. So mm-hmm. this is our first uh, first uh, recording back after the hurricane, isn't it? Yeah, we did one more, but we all, we did skip the news aspect of it. We did. Shut up. We did record last week. Did we? Did I? You were there. You were there too. Might have. I think I did. Um. Oh wait. It is. It is. Uh. It moved from November of two thousand twenty-three to September sixth of twenty twenty-four. So almost a full year. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, hurricanes. I did. And we, of course, uh, you know, we dealt with it. We talked about it last week. Um. Talked about the fact that I am a goddamn hero. You are. I am not being treated as such. But not nearly as much of a hero as this Florida man. It is time for WTF. Welcome to Florida. Thank you. Uh, Florida man, you actually sent me this story right away, so we'll probably just kind of discuss it back and forth. Uh, Florida man, 94 crap, crafts, craps. <laughs> he did not crap. He craps out. out. <laughs> that would be That's actually even better. But he crafts. A makeshift ladder to escape attic, attic after floodwaters trap him inside. So, I don't know for any of you guys that don't live on the coast or don't understand the dangers of flooding. One of the dangers of flooding is you start like if it happens and you start going up. Sometimes the water will also go up to where you are, and you can get trapped between the water and your ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you and have to go to the second story. Um. So you go up again, and the next best place, of course, is the um, the attic, and sometimes you get trapped in there, as people saw in Katrina. Mm-hmm. So this gentleman, he went up to his attic, and I guess the water tore the the ladder off. Yeah. And being ninety four, and by the way, it looks like he was on a on a cane as well, based yep. on the picture. Uh, his name is uh, what is, does it say? Nah, it doesn't La- say. Laverne Gerber. Laverne Gerber. Okay, yeah, I see. Gerber. Yep, Laverne Gerber. Yeah, don't mock his name. The dude will make a makeshift ladder out of your intestines. Yeah, he will. Anyway, he, uh, this brave dude, rather than being like, "Well, I've lived ninety-four years. I guess I'm dying, drowning in an attic, or breaking a hip, jumping out of it," he said, "No, he ripped out his wires and decided to build a a ladder to uh, climb down." Yeah, he he had some electrical wire that he had stored in the attic. And I'm looking. Did you see the picture of it? Um, it is. Oh, effing, yeah, there it is. It's effing genius, bro. I mean, he tied it off on one of the rafters, and you know oh, the yeah. the floor had like a slippery, uh, slippery, slimy layer on it. You know how it is after like uh, water's receded or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, if he were to try and jump out of the attic, he definitely would have broke something. But he basically took this electrical wire and just tied loops into it. And used that to climb his way out of the, and it, and it's not even like they're tied. He just like twisted little loops into it, and it held. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome, genius. Uh, yeah. So that a, I want to say a positive Florida story, but a Florida man doing something positive is what I would go with. Not dying. <laughs> yes. Now, speaking of. Um, if you are out there and you want to help, there are still a lot of people that need help. People that lost their houses, people that lost cars, people that you know ended up in the hospital and are still there. All of that stuff because the hurricane wasn't all that long ago. 
uh, people that need food, et cetera, et cetera. The, uh, I kind of looked around today. The best charity that is getting stuff to people the fastest without taking any money out of it is going to be the Red Cross. So if you go to redcross.org, there's a giant window right up at the top of it, um, or giant, like, you know, button that is the size of a window. You click right on there. You can donate money and uh, help out some people in Florida because the Florida stories aren't going to be as fun if people are trapped in their attics. Mm-hmm. You can't have sex with an alligator if you don't have an alligator with you and if you don't have one in your attic. Or if you're trapped, yeah, I mean, and if you're trapped in your attic with an alligator, I mean, who's going to know? Florida man makes makeshift louder out of alligator corpse. Wow, that got dark real quick. <laughs> Actually, was watching a one of those little compilation videos. It was like uh, the CCTV catches all was a thing, and like mm-hmm. there was a camera in the back of someone's house, and this alligator was like walking casually towards the the stairs into a pool, just like and, doo, 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 doo. and then like there's two people in the pool too, and then like the people were like trying to get to the stairs to get out before the alligator got in, and the thing like lunged forward, and like. Somehow the dude stopped him from gobbling up, but it was fairly harrowing for uh, CCTV footage. Hmm. But anyway, uh, now we are going to actually talk about our various topics. Let's talk uh, about some topics. Why don't you talk about Last Seen Alive, a movie that I had no idea existed until we went to Halloween Horror Nights the other night. Yes, I was, uh, and I was occasionally I'll be surprised because I'll I'll find like a bunch of things on Netflix. You know, because there's like a um, they have like periodic like uh, product dumps onto Netflix where there's like a whole bunch of shit that just becomes available. And it's on that um, uh, newly released on Netflix tab, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I was just scrolling through it and I'm like, oh, shit, there's a Gerard Butler movie that just came out. I because I mean, I like Gerard Butler. But the uh, the movie is called Last Seen Alive. It was it was actually released on six three of twenty twenty two. So it must June have been in the theaters first. What's that? Must have been in the theaters. It it must have been. It must have been because. But I don't remember hearing about it. And it, and I mean, in all honesty, I'd have been mad if I went to see this in the theater. Um, it's directed by <laughs> Brian Goodman, and it stars Gerard Butler, Jamie Alexander, Russell Hornsby, Ethan Embry, Michael Irby, Cindy Hogan, Bruce Altman. The synopsis is Will's soon-to-be ex-wife mysteriously vanishes at a gas station. He delves into the town's criminal underbelly while running from the authorities in a race against time to find her. Um, I mean, it, was the movie bad? No. No, it wasn't bad. Was it entertaining? Yeah, yeah a little, I guess. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like it, it, it sucked. But I mean, it was it was largely formulaic. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to it. The people who you thought were in on it were in on it. So I mean, there wasn't like any kind of. I mean, like when she goes into the gas station, she goes in, uses the bathroom, comes out, buys a bottle of water, and walks out. And then of course, there's like the obstruction view from the from the CCTV camera or whatever. Oh, maybe she was in a swimming pool with an alligator. And then she disappears. And he's looking around for her, and he walks in literally like two minutes after she left the store. And he's asking the clerk, and the clerk's like, oh, no, I haven't seen anybody. 
I haven't seen. I no, I haven't. And it's like, all right, he's fucking in on it. You know, he's in on it because, mm-hmm. I mean, she literally just walked out of the store. You dipshit. Um, it's one of those movies where no one has any peripheral vision. Right, right, and and so you know, he calls the cops, and the cops are like, oh well, you know, maybe she's with her family, maybe she's this, maybe she's that, and he's like, no, we stopped to get gas. She went in to use the bathroom, and now she's gone. I don't know what happened. I don't know where she is. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll get there when we get a chance. It's it's like, dude, it's a... Anyway, um, so he drives around a little bit looking for her, drives to her parents' house because he was taking her to his, to her parents' house because, you know, they're taking a break. Um, she needs some space. And, uh, you know, they haven't seen her. They think he's done something to her, so they call the police. And he goes back to the gas station and now the police show up, you know, because they're like, oh, you know, our our son-in-law did something with our daughter, you know. And they go in and talk to the guy and the guy's like, oh, the CCTV's broken. And the cop's like, oh, OK, that sucks. And he leaves. And then and then Gerard Butler walks out and sees the lights on on the CCTV. And he comes back in and the guy's like, oh, well, you know, that must have batteries or something. Right, look, it doesn't work, bro. It doesn't work. And he beats the shit out of him, and the guy finally admits that, yeah, 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 just take it, just take it. So, I mean, the dude's in on it. You know there's, like, a ring where they're, like, kidnapping these, you know, I mean, it, and it's just, he's he's uh, he's working his way up the chain. It ends up being that there's, like, this kind of meth uh, dealer thing or whatever, and it ended up being that because she married a rich guy, Gerard Butler is supposedly rich. You know, this guy who knew her from high school. Was I mean, like, he technically is. He was in 300 in that movie. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but, you know, he's like, oh, we can kidnap her and ransom her off. And, you know, the guy, the drug dealer guy was like, are you effing stupid? I'm going to kill you both. Made him dig a hole and blah, 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 blah. Gerard Butler is working his way. He somehow finds the meth, uh, the the meth lab in the middle of the effing woods. Um, I think he got a clue from somebody that he got directed to it. Um, because they finally got the CCTV footage. He saw somebody didn't recognize him, showed her parents, and they're like, yeah, that's our handyman. Yeah. So that was how he knew the girl and got her kidnapped. And, you know, Gerard Butler finds her and, you know, everything's all happy. At the end. I, I know I just ruined the movie, but honestly, there wasn't a, a ton. Technically, I believe the people that made the movie ruined the movie. It, it's, based on what you're saying and and like i said i mean was the movie terrible no it wasn't terrible was it good no 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 not not really um, it seems like it could have been a made for tv episode of like some crime show yeah essentially like and, svu or something yeah the, i mean there wasn't a whole lot to it and i had i had i gone to see this in the movie i would have felt gypped i would have felt like i got ripped off at the theater with the way prices are now I'd have been like, I don't know about that. Gotcha. Well, uh, I was very excited because I can see that. Oh wait, <laughs> oh my camera's on. I'm sorry. I'll uh, well, I'll think of uh, you know, be Arthur on a cold day. Okay, it's gone. Uh, I read the book My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix not too long ago. We reviewed mm-hmm. it on this show. Uh, it was a fun book. Uh. And one of one of the ones I really enjoyed by him. Um, so of course it became a show. Um, it was, and I was all excited because because I saw a thing that was like from another podcast friend of mine. It was like, hey, if you want a free pre- a free preview or premiere, 
uh, viewing of this show, um, you can do it. And I was like, oh, sweet, because I thought it was going to be like a mid-October release. I was like, oh, cool, we can re review it on the podcast. Turns out um, I watched it on September 29th, starting at about 11 o'clock at night, finishing after midnight. And by the time it was finished in my free preview, it was actually available on Netflix because it came out on September 30th. <laughs> All right. And I, I even had a moment of guilt because I read the thing afterwards and said that I could have sent the code to a friend. And I was like, oh, crap, Rob could have watched it. And my guilt was short-lived because I realized that by the time you would have been able to get my email, it would have already been on Netflix anyway. So you would have probably made fun of me. So I don't feel bad anymore. Um, so my best friend's exorcism that, uh, as I said before, came out on September 30th on uh, it is starring Elsie uh, Fisher, um, Amaya Miller, Rachel Ogechi Kanu, Kathy Ang, Clayton Royal Johnson, Christopher Lowell, Nathan Anderson, and Cynthia Evans. Hmm. My volume? Am I too loud? You, you, I don't think you were close enough to the mic. Oh. Just go back through the names again, because you got real soft as you were going through the names. Try to aim that better. Uh, this movie stars Elsie Fisher, Amaya Miller, Rachel Ogechi Kanu, Kathy Ang, Clayton Royal Johnson, Christopher Lowell, Nathan Anderson, Cynthia Evans, and a bunch of other people. Um, so... The year is 1988. High school sophomores Abby and Gretchen, this is what it's about, of course, have been best friends since the fourth grade. But after an evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong. Do you remember when our evening of skinny dipping went disastrously wrong? Remember that? No. Oh. Sure. All the patrons do. I remember nothing. <laughs> is that what your lawyer has told you to say? That is exactly what my lawyer has told me to say. Gotcha. Scott remembers. <laughs> but after evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong, Gretchen begins to act dot 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 different. She's moody, she's irritable, and bizarre incidents keep happening wherever she's nearby. Abby's investigation leads her to some startling discoveries, and by the time their story reaches its terrifying conclusion, the fate of Abby and Gretchen will be determined by a single question. Is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil? Now, when I read the book, I had the same exact feeling as when I... Uh, watched the show, and I thought it was kind of an interesting take on this devil possession thing where it was, wasn't was big-time events happening around her, like opening up gates of hell and demons coming out. Mm -hmm. The usual stuff that you... It's cool stuff in, like, a Stranger Things show, but it's stuff like, you know, she's being overly mean to her best friend for a long period of time. Um, she's very sickly... She's, you know, convincing one of her friends that the friend is too fat and putting, making her have, like, a weight loss issue. That kind of stuff. And I'm like, that actually seems more possession-y than, you know, the, the one demon showing up and it's the one that's going to open the gates of hell and ruin everything. Mm -hmm. uh, this is very much based on those, like, horror novels you see in the 1980s. Like, after Stephen King blew up, there was, like, a million horror novels with, like, really cool covers that you would see at, like, the front of Publix or something. Right. So it has that feel to it. Um, I did enjoy it. 
I didn't, and I'm not one of those that will always say the book is better. Kind of enjoyed the book a little bit better. Um, well, the book, I mean, the book is usually better just because it has more detail. It has more story to it. I mean, you're limited in the in the medium that you're trying to put it out in movie form. Yeah, because you can have someone thinking about something, mm -hmm. and if you do it in a movie, then all of a sudden you got to cut away and do some sort of um, some kind flashback. of Peter Griffin. Yeah, and it's yeah, uh, yes. I was going to say a Herman's head, even. But. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did like that subtle that subtle aspect. I did like that it was '80s without being over the top. 80s it wasn't like you know, you know hey becky you're gonna go see duran duran oh no my mom got mad after i got the madonna album like oh that sucks then oh my little brother's playing with transformers toys i gotta stop like, like it's not it wasn't that which is good it didn't do mm -hmm. name check stuff so i thought that was cool uh if you've read the book or if you've seen this of course one of the big things that they do is they they have one of those groups come to their church meeting it's like weightlifting for God. Like God is giving me the power to lift extreme amounts of weight. <laughs> I've actually been to those. So Super was it you that ridiculous. were saying that on the phone with me the other day? It might have been, yeah. There, there was, I thought there was someone else that like was like, oh, I remember having to do that in youth group. Yeah, and Super ridiculous. Yeah, but in this case, I kind of like – like it, it's totally ridiculous. But I like that they, they played it as straightforward – as it should be played. They didn't mock the people. They didn't make them over the top cheesy. Right. They were earnest in what they were doing. Like they truly believed what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And the hero of this whole thing actually was, they were brothers, the Lemon Brothers, I think. The hero right. of this didn't quite, wasn't quite a true believer. Mm -hmm. But he was saying that he made, like they show him make eye contact with her while doing this thing with the possessed girl. And when he does it, there's like this, like you can, he realizes that she's possessed while doing this thing with the possessed girl. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll just go with that phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, and he realized that. So, but it's funny because the, the friend is like, goes to seek them out or seek him out. And he's like, yeah, we have about one of those at every school. Some girl that's been possessed. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of cool. Cause you know, he didn't, there was no wasting time on like him trying to convince her or her trying to convince him that she was possessed. Uh, the special effects at times were very bad. There is a, you actually see the fight with the demon and it's one of those movies where physics does not exist because if a demon, the size of like, uh, probably the same size and sh and build as like spike from gremlins. Spike. Okay. The little, like, just kind of scrawny little demon thing. Um, if something like that s smacks you, you're not going to fly five feet in the air and land in, like, a hay bale or something. Well, if it's supernatural, I mean, kind of, those kind of laws kind of go. Yeah, it's out just, I don't know, it just looked. Bit. The, the sheer amount of power, like, and the thing didn't even. His feet would have had to be glued to the ground for him not to react. Like, there was no. It was just bad special effects. Well, I mean, there could have there could have also been combined like telekinetic or super, you know, supernatural, whatever. Yeah, you'll see it. Like you'll see that it was just like it just looked off. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also went from very subtle to all of a sudden there's this like little demon running around, which I'm pretty sure happened in the book, but um, it just wasn't 
quite as good okay. as the rest of the show. Um, was it fun? Of course. It was, it, it was, uh, you know, it had some good parts. The, uh, girl that plays Elsa, uh, Elsie, the main, the main nerdy character. Elsa, was the voice let of, it go. <laughs> you will say Elsie. Uh, no, wait. Uh, so, no, Elsie Fisher is the, is the actress. She played Abby, but she was also the voice of Agnes from Despicable Me. Aww. Right? Yeah, and she was uh, apparently Lila from that Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that made you angry a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. So the one that where they, where the person waited her entire life to kill Leatherface and then, you know, didn't. Oh. And then locked the girls in the car or something. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is a good kind of spooky movie. It's probably not. I'm trying to think. You know what? It actually could be for it could be for older kids. You know, maybe late middle school. There's some there's some drug references because a lot of the time that they're doing stuff, she's I think she says that she did LSD or mushrooms or something, and that's why she's all of a sudden mean and trying to work through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book had a little bit more tragedy in the fact that I believe that they were not friends at the end of it because the the religious parents thought that you know the the well she's Jewish, um, but she uh that she was like a bad influence on the the prim and proper daughter. Mm-hmm. There's a funny joke in this about in that about being Jewish. The the nerdy like religious guy said something to her and she's like, "Well, I'm Jewish, so no." But and I was trying to remember what it was, but it was it was funny. It actually made me laugh. But yeah, you know, it's it's Halloween. If you've kind of worked your way through all of the other stuff that you could watch like Hocus Pocus 2, uh you know, with your maybe middle school age kids or older, I think it's worth watching. Uh, it's not. It's not the best thing I ever watched, but I was I was completely entertained all the way through, and I didn't fall asleep on that viewing. So okay, good. Oh, good. And I was watching it on my phone because it was that sneak preview. So the fact that I still enjoyed it despite watching it on a phone probably says a little bit. Okay. So sweet. I did forget to put something on the list. What? I forgot to talk about Werewolf by Night. <gasps> did you watch that yet? I did not. I haven't even found uh, what, what. There's so many different things. It's, it's it, Disney Plus. It is Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Um, dude, I haven't even watched Game of Thrones yet, or She Hulk, or like all the shows that I've been watching yet. Dude, the Game of Thrones episode from Sunday, beautiful. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Um, but it's the ending is is very beautiful. I won't say another word about it. Nice. Yeah, I've uh. One of our one of our patrons is actually in town, and I've been spending a lot of time with uh, Mr. Scott. Shout out to Mr. Scott. He brought the Enterprise and everything. And Sulu. Yeah. Uh, hi, Scott. So we, uh, well, I'll talk a little bit about Werewolf at Night, Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I didn't actually write it down because somehow I forgot, but. We've got so much stuff to watch. That it, it's crazy. It 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 seems like it all comes at once, and then we spend you know a couple of weeks trying to catch up when there's like a lull, and then all of a sudden everything else comes out again. So uh, Werewolf by Night. It is a on Disney Plus. It is a TV fourteen rating because there is some. I want to say there's blood, but it's not red blood. Um, there will be blood. Because the entire show is in black and white, except for one little spot of red. 
Um, so the uh, movie it follows a let's see here it uh, follows a lycanthrope superhero who fights evil using the abilities given to him by a curse brought on by his bloodline. Uh, it stars Gail Garcia Bernal, Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone, who's a character that has been around in the Marvel Universe for I don't know, about a decade now. Uh, Harriet Sansom Harris, Kirk Thatcher, Eugenie Bondurant, Leonardo Nam, and Daniel J. Watts. Uh, this particular show is basically it's a throwback to 19, I don't know, 30s maybe? Maybe for I don't know. I don't know the exact era they're going for, but it's black and white. Very noir-like, but it's very much a throwback to the Universal Monsters and some of those other monster movies with very sharp lighting and the editing and the filming and stuff like that looks really good. Basically, it is a group of monster hunters that gather together because the leader of their group has passed away and they need to figure out who the next leader is going to be. So in doing so, they need to go and kill and hunt one by one a monster. And that monster, as Rob comes back to his headphones, that monster, can I say who it is? That monster is Man-Thing, which, by the way, I was going to warn Rob that whenever I say Man-Thing, he's not allowed to laugh. Oh, I was going to show you my Man-Thing. No, can't. Uh, Sorry, man my thing dog is was basic... freaking out. I had to go check and make sure there was nobody at the door. Uh, Man-Thing is... Uh, Basically, Marvel's answer to DC Swamp Thing. Same general idea, but Man-Thing could actually... I believe he lives in the Everglades and can open portals to other dimensions, but that wasn't really featured here. Hmm. Um, he was able to basically grab people and like, vaporize them. Uh, he does not... In fact, Man-Thing would probably be vaporizing me. He doesn't like the name Man-Thing. Uh. I don't either. It makes me a little awkward. Uh, but his, his real name is Ted. He goes by Ted. Uh <laughs> Like the bear. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, they, he looked great. He looked exactly like in the comics. He's got like, these three long like tendrils coming down. He's just these big, like, red, soulful eyes. Um, loved every second that he was on the screen. Um, basically, at the end of the day, all these monster hunters were supposed to go and kill him. And it turns out that one of the quote-unquote monster hunters has a big secret in the fact that he is, in fact, a vampire. Which is interesting because Marvel tends to do that, having the monster hunter that is also the exact monster that they're hunting. You know, Blade, uh, Werewolf by Night. I guess you could kind of say Moon Knight, not that he's an actual monster hunter, but, you know, he's got some uh, got some evil in him, Ghost Rider. So it's kind of a Marvel mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, it was great, and it's short. It's like 50 minutes. Uh, I know some people might be upset about the black and white, but it was great on the, in black and white. It had some funny bits. Uh, Elsa Bloodstone was awesome, and I would totally would like to see her have her own show, or at least another Halloween special. Um, I don't want to say too much else because there is, you know, in fifty minutes, there's there is room for some surprises, but you know, there's not. It's not a very deep. It's kind of like a one location type movie, mm-hmm. and it just, you know, is. It was exactly what I wanted that night. It's like, oh, this is like a little bite-sized taste of classic Hollywood monster movies. So I highly suggest it. And again, that's on Disney+. Plus. So 
Werewolf by Night. And it's based on the old uh, 70s Marvel monster comics. Okay. Yeah. And people are freaking out about Oh, my God. Yeah. Marvel fans are incensed about this. No, they're not. I promise you, they're not. I hate everything. Uh, Okay, so... Did you get a chance to watch uh, Hellraiser? Uh, no. 2022. No, all oh, I saw was the one that I told you about. Have you ever seen the original Hellraiser? You know, I don't know that I have. That was exactly what I thought. So I was like, Hellraiser, that'll be awesome. People were like, yeah. It's a, you know, it's not a remake of the original. It's a, a take on the mm-hmm. original, I think, that they said. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I wonder if they... I don't think I've seen the original. <laughs> so earlier this week, I watched the original. And it's it was interesting. I mean, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. In fact, it was a smaller movie than I thought it was going to be. Like, really? I thought it was like big Heaven vs. Hell style movie, right? Like, I'm trying to think. Maybe fr- like Nightmare on Elm Street is a fairly big is a much bigger horror movie. This is actually a little more compact. Uh, to me, it felt like that. Because you see these these creatures, and they look like these denizens of hell, and you re- like I really thought it would be a lot of that. So that's the original. Um, basically, it you know the box, the little Hellraiser box thing. And by the way, all you actual Hellraiser fans out there are going to be like, why is this moron reviewing Hellraiser? And they're going to... He's not even saying the right Latin names of the Xenobites and all that mm-hmm. shit. Look, I've seen the first one. He is a moron, though. Uh, that's fine. I'm never <laughs> doubting that. There's like 10 of them, not counting the one I just watched. Okay? I've seen one of them. And in this one, there none of that lore is really there. Okay? If you're excited, you can go back and look at where I said our names, and I picked ones from the Hellraiser comic book. It came out in like 1996. Okay, so that was a deep cut there. Because Saucy Jack is from the comic book. And that's you. I uh, am and, he is, and he is a he is the hellbound form of Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cuz that's where Jack the Ripper is in theory and you know, he gets to play around and still get to like make people be dead with knives. So, um let's get right into the 2022 version of Hellraiser. That came out on October 7th. It was uh, directed by David Bruckner. David Bruckner, as you may remember, directed that movie, The Ritual, with the guys like the guys going camping to because they're dead friend, mm-hmm. with the big like creature thing that looked like a giant elk, whatever. Um, really good. I like that movie quite a bit, and he did a good job with this as well. Uh, it is starring uh, Odessa Azion, who I for the entire time I thought she was actually a different actress. Who's in the uh, the Goldbergs? He plays like someone's sister, and it she looks exactly like that person. But anyway, she's the main character. She is a recovering drug addict, uh, struggling to stay recovered, and all the stuff is going on around her. Uh, Jamie Clayton play, plays the priest, also known as Pinhead, who's kind of the leader of the Cenobites. Okay. Uh, it came out when that came out. Everyone's like, "Oh, there's a female Pinhead." I like her better than the original one. Really? Except for one. Okay. Um, 
she she had more depth. The original Pinhead is exactly what the original Pinhead is. Like whatever, even if you've never seen the movie, like you know, he's just a guy that says this. We'll tear your soul apart. Which is which is awesome. Don't get me wrong, that is cool. Like if a dude with pins in his face said that to me, I'd shit myself and then be like, okay, I get what am I gonna do? Um, there was something more with her, and it could just be the writing. Um, she was great. The makeup was good. Um, in fact, uh, the person that played the original one, uh, I found the tweet from him somewhere. I thought I copy-pasted it, but apparently I did not. Oh, he said, uh, so the person that played it played it said, um, I'm completely blown away by this, or I'm blown away by this. The clever redesign of the makeup, the shimmer of the pinheads. The palette, whatever that keyhole lock tracheotomy thing is in the throat, it's simple, subtle, disturbing, and sexy. Everything as it should be. Peace and pain. Nice. And it was... I thought it was really cool. I thought the, Thena, the, the Cenobites, who are these, like, humans that have been turned into these pain-inducing creatures of hell, were all very interesting and clever. And, like, there's one part where she takes one of the pins from her from her forehead and like pushes it through someone's throat, but they show you from the inside of the throat, it like poking through. Oh, nice. And, and then poking out the other side, but she's screaming at the same time. And as it pokes through, it changes the pitch of her scream as it goes through her vocal cords. Oh, wow. And I was like, it was one of those things where I like, as it started happening, I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool if it, Oh, they're doing it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I'm like, that's cool. Um, so all that stuff is pretty cool. The, the overall story, you know, we've got the, the drug addict in some ways that drug addict thing kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, saw two, I think, whereas, yeah, the, the drug addict is struggling and then ends up in a terrifying situation, but she is, uh, basically gets tricked into, finding this box and it, if you don't know what it is it's a puzzle box if you start solving it um i don't know if this happens in any of the other movies but when you solve each portion of the puzzle a blade pops out of it and if the blade cuts you the blood your blood kind of goes into the box and mm -hmm. it activates these like hooks that will rip you apart or do other things coincidentally she's like she actually like dumps out all of her pills and i was like yay and then she picks up three of them and takes them and then ends up on like one of those. You're like, boo! <laughs> right? Like, no, don't do it. Because she's kind of likable. Like, she's not. She's likable, and her brother is like really trying to save her. Um, so she ends up on. When she takes the drug, she lays down on one of those spinny things that you see in playgrounds that. Um, like, that they always see. Yeah, like yeah, the little one where you like just kind of hold on to the bars. You know, they always show it in like Terminator movies where like the fire like goes and wipes all the kids off of it, and you see like skeletons on it. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so she ends up on one of those. She's trying. She manages to solve the first portion of the box. It and it the blade doesn't cut her. So these creatures appear around the thing and are like, "Well, you solved it, but now you have to choose." Um, when her brother finds out she's been doing drugs he like tries to grab her and ends up stabbing himself so he gets taken and the basically the movie is her like realizing oh shit i'm such a fuck up i did this my brother is now trapped in this thing mm -hmm. i need to keep going with the box which is really i think smart 
Okay. Because like, if either of us found a box, and we realize, oh, if I, you know, I'm gonna go to hell if I solve this thing, because at that after the first time where she messes up, or where it doesn't stab her, and all these demons appear, I would have been like, nope, I'm out, <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, but like she has a reason to try to do it. Right. Um, there's a kind of a rich dude at the beginning that, you know, has collected antiquities and, you know, the usual thing. And like he is, he's like, I've experienced everything. I want to experience this ultimate feeling. So he tries to do it and he ends up getting this device attached to him that like, I think it keeps him alive. And I think that it's supposed to give him like exquisite pain all the time. But he jams it with something. He, like, stops it so it doesn't kill him. Mm -hmm. So he's the the focal point of this movie trying to get this girl to finish the puzzle so that he can become free. Um, gotcha. So there's a lot more that happens. I don't want to spoil it, but um, I thought it was really entertaining. I thought I thought the ending was actually pretty strong because characters got a chance to change in the ending. Um, and there were some clever things that I, it's one, you know, when something really clever happens in a movie and you're like, and it's like this ultimate, uh, ultimate unkillable villain and something happens and you're like, oh, well, why doesn't anyone else do that in the thousands of years these things are supposed to be existing? Because someone, right. um, she stabs one of the Cenobites with the box and its blood gets into it. So those hooks come and rip him apart. And I was like, no one tried that before, I guess. Maybe they did, but like, there's no like, you know, like the the queen or the, whatever what I call her, the priest, uh, Pinhead didn't put a failsafe in there. Like, okay, no, you can't kill my minions with my own box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was the uh, Hellraiser thing. It's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, it's free. Um, I didn't. I forgot to check to see if it uh, had a um an after credit scene because. It seems like it's ripe for for a sequel because a character does become a Cenobite in it. Oh. All right. Um, probably to make up for the one that got killed by being stabbed by his own weapon. So, I don't know. I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm not a Hellraiser lore person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was definitely enjoyable, and I will definitely watch it again throughout the spooky season's Hell yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think it is, actually. We podcasted. We did like a whole podcast. We did. Guys, that is it for this week. Thank you for listening. I apologize about there being no top five. It has been a busy, busy time. And we will get back to you with some sweet top five action very soon. To a time